Welcome back to TLB Talk Radio. 
and this is actually episode number 87. I am your host, Roger Landry, and the title of today's show is The Balfour Declaration, Then and Now. And yep, we're going to be delving into this. So, first let me get through my usual show opening, and again... Welcome to episode 87 of PLB Talk Radio on Republic Broadcasting Network. Again, for anybody who didn't hear the first time and doesn't already know, I am your host, Roger Landry, TLV. So let's wind our way through this normal every single week opening so we can get into a topic I'm sure is on a lot of people's minds today. TLB Talk Radio is sponsored by TLB project's newest project and yes i say this every week but there's a reason and that's a social media site called tlbtalk.com tlbtalk radio tlbtalk.com yeah come join us and say what needs to be said now i say that every week but let me i don't know expand on that just a little bit <clears throat> today we are aware more and more even those of you who have only woken up in the last couple of years or awakened I don't like to use the word woke, but anyway, and have looked around you to see that things aren't the way you thought they were. Looked around you to see things can't possibly be getting worse, but in fact they are. So what we are doing here is we are giving you the ability to talk about these things that are coming into your brain more and more every day. These things can't be hidden anymore, nor are they even trying to hide a lot of these things anymore. But if you try to talk about it, you try to tell the truth about it, you're going to get shut down. You're going to get shadow banned. You're going to get deleted. You're going to be put on vacation or your account's going to be deleted. Why? Because the truth isn't convenient for them. And enough of the truth will do them harm and us good, and they cannot have that. So, on the well-established platforms, you must toe the line. Even if it doesn't appear like you must, you must. On TLV Talk, we take zero dollars from any corporate entity. All right? You want to put $25 a month in the bucket? That's fine. We'll even advertise your business. But you're going to get the same thing, and you're going to give the same thing that everybody else does. And you're not buying favor. All right? You're buying exposure to PLB Talk. So what we are looking at here is a platform where you can go and say what needs to be said. You're not going to get kicked off TLB Talk unless you are breaking the law or doing something so immoral that is causing a massive outbreak. This is not a joke. It is a platform. <laughs> Basically, our founders told us the fourth branch was supposed to represent. It is a place for you to go and say what you know needs to be said, regardless of whether it makes a government look good or bad. As a matter of fact, the fourth branch was there intentionally to keep you abreast of the tyranny being created within that government. Seems like they've uh, lost their way, haven't they? Because today the fourth branch is 100% totally owned by the deep state. And the deep state basically runs America. So this is what we're looking at. 
please go to TLV Talk. Please, if you do nothing else, if you've lost a group or a page on any other platform, go create that group. Bring your friends in. As long as you're not breaking the law, the First Amendment says you have the right to say what you wish to say or what you know needs to be said. We are constantly making that platform even better. It, it will rival anything out there today, and we ain't done. Okay, before I get started, I would, again, every single week, like to thank RBN and ask you to donate to the platform. It's people like Sam, who's this show's producer. It's people like Mike, who pretty much runs things. It's people like, you know, and I could go on and on. These are people who are there to make sure you have the truth. You have a platform where someone like me can stand up and tell you what the truth is. And for that, RBN needs to be kept around. How do you do that? Here he goes again. For all of you who have heard this 10, 15, 20 times, go grab a cup of coffee. For the rest of you that haven't, how do you help them the best? We know that everybody listening here on some occasion has made a donation. And that's great. And uh, some of you, you do it two, three, four times a year. And that's great. The only thing with that is they cannot count on it because they don't know the next time you're going to do that. They don't know the next time you're going to get a hair up your, well, you know what, and make another donation. What I'm asking you to do, if you wish to keep RBN around, if you wish for them to be able to give you even more, bigger, better, badder, faster, that's what I usually say, then do them a favor, okay? Average out, here he goes, what you usually donate over the course of the year and go in the next time you go to make a donation and put that number in. The, the number you figured over the course of a year divided by 12, put that number in, $10, $12, and click the little button that says make us a monthly recurring donation. You actually haven't spent any more than you usually do. You can if you want. Yes, I said it every week, and they would appreciate it. But again, you haven't spent any more. I'm not asking you to. What I'm asking you to do is give it to them in a fashion where they know they can count on it, when they can go out and get expanded services, so on and so forth, to make your experience on RBN even better. Why? Because they knew they had your $10 a month coming in. And if enough of you do that, what you do is you give them a guaranteed budget that allows RBN to grow into the stratosphere. And this is exactly what I believe they deserve. So I also would like to say thank you to Annie over at Shake and Wake Radio, who replays this show every Thursday on her network. And she is a huge fan of RBN. And I have an uh, excuse me. My show over on Annie's network is Eagles Eye Report. My co-host is Stephen Roberts and at 3 to 4 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. So this is a big portion of the Liberty Beacons Project's ability to get its message out. And that is RBN, and that is TLB Talk, and that is the five news websites we have scattered across the planet. This is the mission of the Liberty Beacon Project. It is not to make money. I haven't made money in 15 years on this project. Everything this project makes goes back into this project. 
I have not taken one penny from, but I have paid in massive amounts of funds over the last, I don't know, 15 years into this project and never expected to get anything in return. I am not here to get rich. There were other ways to do that. We might have been able to accomplish that. We are here, the Liberty Beacon Project, PLB Talk, and my show here on RBN. We are here because there's far too much ignorance on planet Earth today. And ignorance will kill you. What you don't know will kill you. And we've already talked about that how many times? You were ignorant of the fact that the vaccines were the most dangerous pharmaceutical product ever used on humanity in the massive way they were. And what is the death total and rising? And what is the myocarditis total and rising? And what is the infertility total and rising? Would you like me to go on? This is the reason. Okay, so... Look, I will always state that the message I bring you today is not entertainment. It isn't, nor is it baseless guesses or remote possibilities. I constantly tell anybody who listens, you can go to the Liberty Beacon on Monday. There will be an article there with this show embedded in it. You can put any question or any point there. I have no problems defending what I'm saying. If I'm saying it, I can defend it. And I can defend it in the typical Roger way. So if you're coming at me with a point that doesn't make any sense or you haven't researched and you end up by looking stupid, you brought it on yourself. If I'm going to talk to you in this voice, in this fashion about these topics, it's because I have done my homework or I will tell you this is what I believe. Meaning I can't prove it. With everything I've been through, traveling the world for a living for 30 years, and everything I've seen, what I tend to believe is a little bit closer to reality than what most people who sit in their freaking house for 40 or 50 years and watch mainstream TV and media and nothing else. And what they know is what they've been programmed to know. That's not a joke. Roger's not exaggerating. That is an absolute fact and a lot of you who didn't know that three or four years ago are finding it out in a situation where you're wishing you made you might have known some of this before waking up over the last three years of covid tyranny is about a slap in the face it's pretty damn hard to recover from if that was your awakening the trauma you're going through Okay, as in most cases, and for just about every show lately, I will not have calls. Again, if I get a two-hour show or I fill in for somebody who's got a two-hour show, I will take calls. Until that point, you know how to address this show. I will personally answer your comments. And as usual, links to applicable references and articles are always included in the article containing this archive show on Monday on the LibertyBeacon.com. All right. Again, the title of the show is The Balfour Declaration Then and Now. And for all of you who don't know what the Balfour Declaration is, we're going to go over that. 
I have today, as the article I based the show on, something written by a longstanding friend of mine and one of the longest staff members in the Liberty Beacon Project other than me. Just about, not quite, but just about one of the longest or definitely one of the longest members being probably close to 14 years he's been a part of this project, and that's Daniel Asmussen. Dan Asmussen. Yes, he is also the director of membership for TLBtalk.com. And we'll get into that a little bit more a little bit later. But let's go over what does Dan talk about in this article, because the vast majority of today is going to be Dan's article. It's that good. Okay, again, Dan started writing articles for the Liberty Beacon Project not quite 14 years ago. And they were always phenomenal. Do yourself a favor. If you've got a little extra time, go to the Liberty Beacon one day and type in Dan A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N, Dan Asmussen. Type it in there, hit enter in the search bar, and you will see the quality of articles and the information Dan has put out over the years. Now, there's about a five or six year period where he had to take a break family issues, moving from one state to another, actually moving from the extreme south to the extreme north. Um, But uh, what you will find out is when Dan writes an article, he does the research. Okay? And guess where the article came from today that I'm going to be using? Yes. Dan wrote this. Dan is a good friend. Dan is a staff member of the Liberty Beacon Project, and Dan has been with the project longer than anybody that's working here right now on this project other than me. So, how much trust do I have in Dan? Well, I'm going to go over some talking points, and when I finish with that, we will jump into Dan's article, which may be at the beginning of the next half hour or close to the end of this half hour, but I want to get over some some points, not only some points that Dan's going to cover, but some points that need to be brought out, okay? For anybody who is considering what is going on in the Middle East right now, let's go over a few talking points. Let's go over what basically Dan's going to expound upon. So let's throw some questions out, and then we will answer them with Dan's help. Okay, what is the Balfour Declaration? Most of you are going, huh? What is that? Who's that about? Well, let me put it to you this way. It was in the very early 1900s, and it was about basically creating a, yeah, creating a country in Palestine for or creating a a piece of territory solely for the um, Israelis and yes producing a state of Israel with British help and we will get into that as well is Israel populated by actual historical genetic ancestry or are they basically imposters are they not who we're being told they are and why would I say that another point is the Rothschild family which claims to be Jewish and is part of everything we saw happening in Israel and Palestine in the early 1900s, okay? Is the Rothschild family actually ancestral Jewish 
as they state they are. That's another point we'll go over. What's the significance of the letter from Balfour to Lord Rothschild in 1917, which is about when I told you all of this started, the very early 1900s? Why has the non-Jewish community been so literally mistreated with lack of respect, so on and so forth, with respect to this declaration, the Balfour Declaration? Why hasn't it been why hasn't it been followed? Why is everything so far off the beaten path from what was we were being told was decided? Why is there an international law perspective that rejects the Zionist ideological claim and its form of extra legal logic? In other words, there are international law perspectives rejecting the Zionist ownership of, guess what, Israel or having taken it away from the Palestinians. Okay, will the plight of the Palestinian people, okay, will it continue to be ignorantly ignored unless something like what we're seeing right now transpires? Stop and think about that, people. Why the heck would Hamas make a big scene? Why? Unless it's a false flag attack, which some people are saying it actually is, don't you have to do something to stir the pot every once in a while if you are being treated the way the Palestinians continue to be treated in the West Bank and in Gaza? The thing of it is, most of what you hear comes from the massive amount of money dumped into our mainstream media by those who run Israel. Not a joke, people, an absolute fact. How many of you heard somebody tell you at one point that there was used to be a little video out there of Netanyahu looking at somebody sitting next to them, and that person was telling Netanyahu, we can't do this because America won't let us. And Netanyahu looked at the person sitting right next to him and said, don't worry about the United States, we own them. (laughs) I'm not joking, okay? Why are so many rabbis, listen to me, why are so many rabbis speaking out against the state of Israel and the horrid treatment of those who live in the prison city of Gaza? We have rabbis all over the United States, all over the world, all over Israel saying, this is not right. They do not support Israel, the country of Israel, they do not support what has been done to the Palestinians. They do not support the illegal actions taken on a, I don't know, if global law, if international law stepped into this the way they do to so many other things, it would not stand. And we'll go over that. All of these you're hearing right now are talking points we are going to define. How many of you remember or even know about the sinking of the USS Liberty in June 1967 during the Six-Day War? The uh, sea and air, it was attacked by torpedo boats. It was attacked over and over again by aircraft, regardless of the many attempts the ship made to contact the attacking force 
killing 34 Americans, sailors, and wounding a hell of a lot more, and damn near sinking the ship. Now, we are constantly being told the Israelis just mistook it for somebody else's ship, an Egyptian ship, except that it was flying the American flag, except that it had USS Liberty on it, except that, except that. Except that that ship tried over and over and over again to contact these yeah, aircraft and these torpedo craft that were literally killing members of that ship. But if that ship was there and it was seeing something that Israel wasn't supposed to be doing, what would it take and how far would Israel go to hide that information? Take a look at what has happened to millions of Palestinians and then ask yourself, why would they even flinch on getting rid of a couple hundred Americans? None of what I'm saying do I say lighthearted. I have no hate for Jews whatsoever. Anybody who thinks that this is a religious discussion, you're a moron. You can practice Judaism in any country on the planet as long as that country allows it, and a vast majority of them do. You can practice Hinduism. You can practice Muslim. You can practice Catholicism. You can practice, I don't care what it is. Okay? You do not need your own country in order to practice Judaism. And you definitely do not have to cause the massive destruction, the massive death, the relocation, the theft, and the, I don't know, violation of one international law after another for well over a half a century, going on three quarters of a century at this point. Any other country that would have pulled half of the stuff Israel has and is still pulling would be on a blacklist for America and just about the rest of this planet and probably wouldn't be allowed to live much longer or exist much longer. But Israel has total immunity and impunity. Not a joke, people. Not a joke. And in order to get to that and to cover exactly why I'm saying that, yeah, right after the break, we're going to go into Dan's article. And again, the title of his article is The Balfour Declaration or Declaration Enduring Ethnic Criminality. Now, I just got done telling you Dan doesn't write. He's kind of like me, only Dan's not quite as emotional as, as I am. But Dan, when Dan writes something, he needs to make sure from every direction that what he is saying has credibility. You will hear it as I read it. This will be the closest I will ever come to reading an entire article. Will I put what I need to say in there occasionally? Yes, I will. Is the article that good that it needs to be presented pretty much in the format that Dan put it on the Liberty Beacon as? Yes, I do. But we've got a break coming up in about two minutes, and I am not going to start into that with this. Okay, again, I need to ask you all just to stop and think, okay? If... This was America, not Palestine. And a foreign force came in and said, hey, we like this. It's ours. Ancestrally speaking, it's ours. You can't have it. We're moving you all into enclosed 
prisons or what we would call cities, enclosed cities. Basically, Gaza and the West Bank are prisons. They're open-air prisons. What would Americans do? And I think Dan asked that same question, so we will get into that a little bit deeper. But what would you do? But yet we expect the Palestinians to shut their mouth when their entire land was stolen out from under them. How many of you heard have heard the stories about, I don't know, Palestinians being killed because when they were forced off their land, they rebelled? It's their country initially, their land. They're forced off of it. They rise up and say, you can't do that. And for that, we're going to kill you. How many of this, how many of you have seen this happen or heard about this? How many of you have done the research? We'll talk about this more at the other end of this break. But we are going to get into this to the point where some of you who have never done your homework, will back away and say, I really don't want to listen to this. But I'm going to promise you, everything you're about to hear is historical, and it is factual. So it's none of what Roger thinks. It's what needs to be said. We'll be back in a few minutes. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth einstein once said future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies what did he know imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com 
and let them know that RBN sent you. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funds. And we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. I uh, I really do want to get into this um, as far as what Dan has given us for today. Uh, again, this is a guy who has done his homework. Um, I met Dan, like I said, probably close to 14 years ago, and he has been somebody who has written for and supported this project and been a part of our staff for at least oh, going on 14 years. And he has been with us through the um uh, construction of and the publication of TLB Talk. And as I said, Dan is currently the membership director, membership, the director of membership and community at TLBTalk.com. So let's get into what he sent over to me. What I told Dan was I was going to do a show this week and what I wanted to do a show about. To my surprise, Dan, who knows that I usually grab an article as an anchor for each show, and Dan sent me the following. 
Okay. So we'll go over his title again, the Balfour Declaration and, excuse me, Enduring Ethnic Criminality. Now, for anybody, again, who wants to understand what we mean by criminality, because none of you have ever been told that anything Israel is doing is wrong or criminal. Um, again, the amount of, or the actually the amount of power exercised by the Zionist leadership, which is basically what you have in Israel, um, globally is enough to make your eyes bend. But the power they exercise in America via functions like APAC and others is enormous. And we know this to be a fact. But let's get into this. So let's start this off with the Balfour Declaration. And this is Dan. And I'm going to do something. You may have a couple words from me, but most of what you're about to hear will come straight from his article. I will let you know if I deviate. He has an opening um, paragraph or basically sentence, which states the Balfour Declaration doesn't just haunt us. It also teaches us that Western powers cannot be trusted. Here's Roger's injection into this. If you stop and look at what we have been told by our own government over and over again, and we find out it's not true. How many countries across the planet see this as well as we do? And how many of them, because they don't live in America and they're not swayed by the propaganda, don't have to fight through that propaganda to see the truth? Okay. Imagine, and here's Dan again, Imagine if Russia and or China, along with the U.N., decided to put nine million of their people in Oregon, declared it their land, isolated the former residents of Oregon into basically a free range prison camp, told them to just deal with it while using military force to combat anyone who opposed it, then committed genocide, inhumane atrocities, and war crimes against the Oregonians for the last 75 years. Don't tell me he exaggerated because he didn't. What he just told you is what you have, I don't know, had hidden from you. What you haven't heard. Is it a fact? Yes, it is, people. It absolutely is. And anybody who's willing to sit down and do their freaking homework would find out the truth. Okay, so let's jump back into what Dan has to say. This is what the indigenous peoples of Palestine have endured on a daily basis since 1948. Listen to what I'm about to say. This is me. Because Dan says something that is striking here. Prior to 1948, the Jewish people, along with Arabs and Christians, all lived peaceably together for a millennia in the land known as Palestine. Let me say that again. Prior to that, the Jewish people, along with Arabs and Christians and Muslims, all lived peaceably together for a millennia in the land known as Palestine. Boy, did that take a sharp turn. Yeah, that was me. Okay. On November 2nd, 1970, the British government expressed its sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations and announced that it would use its best 
endeavors to facilitate the establishment of a Palestine of a national home in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. Okay, I'm going to say that again because that's that's the basis for a lot we're about to say. On November 2nd, 1917, the British government expressed its sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations and announced that it would use its best endeavors to facilitate the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. They didn't say you could have all of Palestine. They didn't say you could take everybody and put them in open-air prisons. They said, we will do our best to help you establish in Palestine, okay, um, a home for the Jewish people. All right. So, let's take that a little bit further. The announcement came in a letter from Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour. Oh, gee, the Balfour. Yeah, okay. Um, to Lionel Walter, second Lord Rothschild. 1868 to 1937. So he was the second Lord Rothschild, the unofficial leader of the British Jewish community. Incidentally, listen to me, the Rothschild family themselves claim they are ancestral Jewish, when in fact they are Khazars from the area between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, which is now predominantly occupied by Georgia. The reason the Rothschilds claim to be Jewish is that the Khazars, under the instruction of the king, converted to Judaism around 740 A.D. But, of course, that did not include converting their Asiatic Turkic genes to the genes of ancestral Jewish people. They were still not Jewish people. You convert to the religion, fine, but you are not genetically, ancestrally Jewish. But you say that. These people today knowingly lie to the world with their claims that the land of Israel is theirs by birthright. It isn't, and I just told you why. When in fact their legal, their real homeland is over 800 miles away in Georgia, not in Israel. That's not what you're told, okay? What does Dan have to offer up next? The Balfour Declaration became the diplomatic foundation stone of the modern state of Israel. So that's where the importance of this Balfour Declaration comes in. The origins of the letter had begun in the early 20th century when Chain Wiseman, the leading spokesman for Zionism in Britain began to solicit support among the British people. The original letter was presented to the British Library in 1924 by Lionel Walter, second Lord Rothschild. Let me go over <clears throat> this very short letter. Foreign Office, November 2nd. That foreign Office, obviously Britain. November 2nd. 1917. Dear Lord Rothschild, I have such pleasure in conveying to you on behalf of His Majesty's government the following declaration of sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations, which 
<coughs> excuse me, has been submitted to and approved by the cabinet. His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation. Yours sincerely, Arthur James Balfour. So basically, he is telling Lord Rothschild, you got it. It ain't exactly happened yet, but everybody's on your side. We're going to make this happen. But did you hear what that declared? Let me go over this again. It being completely understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. Okay, forget the last little piece. But what this is saying is you're not going to mess with the people that actually live there. Do you think that happened? Do you think any of that happened? So, the Balfour Declaration used deliberately vague language. The term national home was chosen in order to minimize the Zionist dream to make Palestine a Jewish state. But it didn't happen, did it? The Arabs, whose civil and religious, not national or political, rights were not to be prejudiced, as the Declaration put it, were referred to only as existing non-Jewish communities. Again, yes, very vague. Was this as vague as it is intentionally? This is what some people think. This is what Dan tends to agree with. Ultimately, the Rothschilds, being Zionists themselves, saw the financial and political advantage of creating a national Jewish state. And for at least two decades until the outbreak of the Second World War, they allowed the Zionist movement to bring hundreds of thousands of ancestral Jewish immigrants along the Akazian, I can't even say it, um, Akazian, Jewish converts to Palestine. There are some words even Roger can't say. But what we're saying here is, those 20 years up to World War II, and then right after World War II, we know what happened, there was an intentional immigration of Jewish people into Israel. Hundreds of thousands. Okay, the new arrivals set up hundreds of settlements, including several towns, as well as the political, economic, military, and cultural infrastructure of the future state of Israel. The Balfour Declaration was the opening chapter in a long list of suffering and oppression of the indigenous non-Jewish people of Palestine that began with the creation of the Zionist State of Israel in 1948. I'm looking at an image, and if you go tomorrow and you look at this article, which I'm hoping you will, you will see the image as well. These are, yeah, these are, 
um, people holding up signs basically saying the exact same thing that Dan and I are saying. Um, they're saying these things with um, bravado. They're saying these things in a fashion that neither you nor I would ever have guessed because nobody tells us there's dissent against the Jewish government or the Zionist government in Israel. We're not told that. But is there? All of the people in the front line in this picture I'm looking at, and I hope you all look at it tomorrow, all of them are rabbis. Every one of them. And they're holding up signs that say, the state of Israel and its atrocities, all right? And they have a big red circle with a line going through it across the Israeli flag. In other words, Israel shouldn't exist. These are rabbis. The next sign says, the Torah demands all Palestine be returned to the Palestinian sovereignty. These are all rabbis. The next sign says, authentic rabbis always opposed Zionism and the state of Israel. I could go on. So, another lie. You don't have this type of pushback in Israel. You sure as the hell do. And who do you have it from? You have it from the rabbi of Israel. A hell of a lot of them. But how many of you know this is ongoing? How many of you know they're up and up just screaming bloody murder right now because of what's being done in Gaza? How many of you know this or how many of you are, are not being allowed to know this? Because anybody who tries to publish something like this on Facebook or anywhere else, it will be removed. TLB talk anyone? But. This article is on the Liberty Beacon, so let us continue, okay? Having studied the Israel-slash-Palestine conflict over the last several decades, it has become quite clear to me, and this is Dan, <clears throat> that the parties involved in the area have been buried under a mass of distortion, misinformation, and insidious propaganda which have misrepresented the actual facts and veiled the historical and legal truth to the extent that the Palestinian victims are made to appear as the wrongdoers and the Zionist wrongdoers as the victims. I'm going to go back to what I said about you live in Oregon, okay? And all of a sudden they come in and say, hey, we're going to put you all in camps. We're taking over your country. How many Americans would put up with that? Now, let me ask you one more questions. Seriously, think of this. All of those Oregonians who get put into these camps, these open air prisons, decide they're going to push back because that is their land. And these people didn't have the right to come and take it from them. So they uprise. Now they are termed, all of these Oregonians, Oregonians, whatever you want to call them, are now termed what? Terrorists. Domestic terrorists, every single one of them. They don't have the right to defend what was theirs, what's been theirs for how many years? And in the case of Palestine, over a thousand years or more? No. How many people don't even consider what Roger just said? How many people have been, it's been beaten into your head so much that all of the Palestinians are evil terrorists? 
How many people are pushing back against what I'm saying right now? Except that everything you just heard is factual. And none of you who are pushing back against me have ever bothered to do any homework on this. Because the inevitabilities are there. You will turn them up. Let's go on. The present problem in Palestine is the derivative of an extraordinary accumulation of injustices, illegalities, and violations by Zionists of many um, decencies, violations of international law, violations of the League of Nations and the United Nations provisions, and violations of fundamental human rights. These aren't even arguable. As a matter of fact, how many times has this stuff started to go through the United, United Nations in one form or another? And Israel put pressure to stop it. If it was ever to gain any momentum, which it has many times in the United Nations, it has to have legitimacy. For more than three quarters of a century, there has been an endless conflict between the indigenous Palestinian Arab people and the alien imported Zionist ideology, which maintains the Palestinians belong to the Jews. Or their country does. Palestine belongs to the Jews. It doesn't belong to the indigenous people. On the other hand, there is the international law perspective that rejects the Zionist ideological claim and its form of, I don't know, extra legal logic. It may be stated with historical accuracy that the great power of organized international Zionism has used power politics and propaganda along with a large measure of military methods to deal with the problems of the Palestinians. Not a joke. Everything I'm saying if you just do a little homework, you will find out it's true. Am I anti-Jew? No, I'm not. Am I anti-Islam? No, I'm not. As far as I'm concerned, your religion is your religion. So don't say Roger's an anti-Semite. He's not. From this accurate premise, what I've just described, it may be erroneously deduced that international law has been a failure in the Palestinian question. Hold on a minute. It would be far more accurate to conclude that international law has not been applied at all to the Zionist Palestinian issue. It has been blocked via, and when I say Zionist, it's not Jewish, okay? It can be, but it doesn't mean Jewish, okay? So it would be far more accurate to conclude that international law has not been applied in the Zionist Palestinian issue at all. A careful legal and historical analysis demonstrates beyond a doubt that the Balfour Declaration is invalid under the criterion of modern international law. It should also be recalled that the instruments of Zionist discrimination and oppression of the Palestinian people in Palestine, Israel, have not been established in a day or even as short a period of time as a half century as yeah, Zionist beginnings at the latest were at the first Zionist Congress in Basel, Switzerland in 1897. That was the beginning of all of this, my friends. 
From there, Zionism has proceeded extra-legally, one step at a time, in a carefully orchestrated program utilizing political, military, and propaganda instruments culminating in the illegal military fait accompli of 1948 when the Jewish state of Israel was installed by organized Zionism. The indigenous Arabs were ruthlessly driven out as part of an Israeli master plan to rid Palestine of its Arab people in order to build an exclusivist Jewish state. And the few Arabs who remained in Israel have been exploited and repressed by the Israeli Zionist establishment for 75 freaking years, people. But you ain't supposed to see that. You ain't supposed to know that. and You ain't supposed to consider that. Any objective student of the Middle East will reach these same conclusions if they analyze Zionist history and its consistent violations of international legal principles and norms. Not a joke, not even a death. Moreover, without an understanding of these causative factors of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, it is important to recognize that the plight of the Palestinian people will continue to be ignored. I'm going to tell you, you need to go and look at this article tomorrow, because at the bottom of it, there's a video. I'm going to read the caption on that video. Most people assume that all ancestral Jews who practice Judaism support and defend the state of Israel. Nothing could be further from the truth. Please watch the video below as Rabbi David Feldman speaks on the one Democratic Palestine's annual general meeting of August 20th, 2023, where he talks about the true reality of the Palestine conflict and how opposing the state of Israel is not anti-Semitic. This is a rabbi. And he doesn't only speak for himself. So anybody out there that's hollering at people like me, people like Dan, anybody who is saying, why the hell is Israel always right and Palestine or the Palestinians always wrong when it should be exactly the opposite by international law and by historical norms. Everything we see, everything we see, screams that those that are being called terrorists today are simply trying to exercise their rights over what is their homeland, a place they've been for over a thousand years. I'm not here to tell you Israelis are bad. I'm not here to tell you that Jews are bad. I don't believe that. What I am here to tell you is that the Zionists who control this are in fact, in fact, um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Have a great day. And this has not been an easy show for me to do, but we will be talking again next week. And thank you for listening.
listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.